Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, joined as always by my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we are excited for another week of baseball to begin on this Monday. We are, what, three weeks into the baseball season now. It's been a good start to the 2022 season. It's been really exciting, really fun to watch. Trey, always good to catch up with you on a Monday morning. How was your weekend? How are you doing today? Pretty chill weekend. I didn't, after traveling the last couple, I uh, I decided to uh, stay home all weekend, watch some playoff basketball, a couple baseball games, and uh, some racing. So I, I stayed busy, but I um I am uh, I uh, I had a fun time. You you almost became my MVP because uh, Mister. Uh, <laughs> sportsman over there you decided to do uh the ucrops memorial 10k uh how was that yeah the um the monument avenue 10k was a good time uh it was the first 10k that i've ever ran first organized 10k that i've ever ran uh, i did a couple on my own just training for this uh it was a fun time a lot of people it's, it's just a, a huge party here in richmond for the 10k i told mariah next year i almost kind of want to not run it so i can just be one of the spectators on the sidelines lining monument avenue and just out there partying at 8 30 in the morning watching all the other people run but it was a it was a real fun time and then uh then mariah and i packed up and went to james river state park to go camping saturday night so a pretty busy weekend for us but this coming weekend i plan to do kind of what you did and just sit at home and watch sports all weekend unless she has you know other plans for us uh but yeah it was <laughs> yeah your your weekend plans or whatever mariah wants to do yeah yeah that's how it goes sometimes but it was a good weekend um Unfortunately, because I was so busy, I didn't get to watch much baseball, but I have been getting caught up on everything that I missed over the weekend. Uh, this this week was a pretty good week in baseball, not for the Braves, really. They're struggling a little bit, still not off to the, the hot start that I had hoped for. They lost a series to the Dodgers this week, and then they lost a series against the Marlins at home, which was not good and was surprising. So not a great week from the Braves. Uh, hopefully they can get things turned around coming up. But let's talk about who it was a good week for. Let's give our MVPs of the week. In the past seven days, Trey, who do you have as your MVP? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the obvious one. I'm going to go with Melky Cabrera, who who got his 3,000th hit. Um, you know, maybe the best pure hitter in in the last, you know, 10 years, you know, in this in this generation, really. Uh, triple crown winner, obviously. So he got his 3,000 hit this weekend for the with the Tigers, and so I I will give it to Melky uh, Miguel Cabrera, excuse me, um, who who got his 3,000 hit. Yeah, that's a good one, Miguel Cabrera. Um, obviously a, a huge accomplishment, 3,000 hits and 500 home runs, one of a very small number of baseball players to ever accomplish that. My MVP of the week, I'm going to give it to. The shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, Wander Franco. He's putting up some big numbers this week. Three home runs, five RBIs in the past five games for Franco. He's got a 1.128 OPS over that time span. 
So three home runs this week. I'd give my MVP to him. And those are his first three home runs of the 2022 season. So he's starting to heat up a little bit. Right now he has a uh, 349 average. His OPS for the season is 999. So getting close to 1,000. So he's starting to heat up a little bit. I'm going to give him my MVP for this week, Wander Franco, who I think we talked about at the beginning of the season could be an MVP candidate in the American League. I think you may have even chosen him as your MVP. I don't quite remember, but we, we definitely talked about I, him in that in that realm. I'm pretty sure I picked my trout. <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But still, Wander Franco, he, we did talk about him as a potential MVP candidate at the beginning of the season, and he's starting to heat up a little bit. So you love to see that. Gotta gotta love to see the young guys start to start to play well early in this season. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He, you know, he's looked incredible. Vlad Jr. has looked incredible. So there's definitely some some fun baseball being hit. Mike Trout looks great. So uh, it's it's definitely some fun baseball going on. All right, Trey. What is the best thing overall that you saw? from the past week. And again, this doesn't have to be on the field. This can be off the field. Anything sort of off the baseball. field. I want to give a shout out to Christian Pash, who's a center fielder for, for the Oakland Athletics. Um, this guy uh, is seems to be an all-around dude. Obviously, the A's are having a struggle with attendance. And it, it's you know a little bit of fan apathy because the ownership won't invest really into the team and they don't want to show up for this team. So... He uh, someone made a comment, you know, basically Christian talking about how he wanted, you know, he's excited to to play in front of the A's fans his first year, and someone made a comment, maybe ten thousand fans, and he he goes, greetings. Remember the the important thing is quality, not quantity. Even if there's just one fan who attends the game tonight, I will play very hard for that one fan to go home happy. And then uh, it leads to this discussion this weekend. Where a fan, uh, a young fan, Jaden Slois, who's a uh, little leaguer at Little League Day, apparently, and he uh, he made sure to uh, go out and meet him, uh, meet Jaden. So shout out to Christian, formerly of the Braves, uh, I mind you, but uh, he uh, his embracing of a fan base, you know, that's you know, any fan that shows up to a game is, is the reason you love sports and the reason you love baseball. So shout out to him. Yeah. He he's uh, you know, he used to be with the Braves. They just traded him to the A's this off season. That was the trade that brought Matt Olson to Atlanta. Tough to see him go. He wasn't great during his time with the Braves. He was a highly touted prospect, but he's a good guy and he's a likable player. And so, you know, the things you mentioned just from this week really show how likable he is, how he really is all about the fans because that's what they're playing for. And so um, I was considering that as well for my best thing that I saw this week. But just to uh, add something different, I got a backup. Um, Tyler Zombro, a minor league pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, pitched this weekend in Norfolk against the Norfolk Tides for the first time since June 3rd of last year when he was pitching for the Durham Bulls last year and he got hit in his head, a line drive, 104 mile per hour line drive right to his head. He had to undergo emergency brain surgery that night at Duke University. And he has not pitched since then. But this week, he came back onto the mound in Norfolk, pitching for the Durham Bulls, making his comeback. So that's something that's really awesome to see. Because I remember when that happened last year, it was a really scary moment. The whole you know minor league baseball community, really the whole baseball community coming together to support Tyler Zombro, hoping that he could make a comeback. 
hoping that he would be able to, I mean, not even just be able to pitch again, but just be able to, you know, have a normal life after something like that. And so it's really awesome to see him making his comeback, come onto the mound again and pitching in a real game after going through something as terrifying as what he did last year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's awesome to see him, see him back out there. Uh, uh, another cool thing. And I think we need to mention this, uh, you know, Virginia Tech was in a series against Boston College this weekend, and they had the strikeout ALS game, and those two teams actually got to play in Fenway Park. That's where they had the game with all the proceeds going to ALS research. Um, that was really cool to see. I actually watched that game. They aired it on the ECC network. Uh, our guy Evan Hughes uh, was on the call for, uh, for the Virginia Tech Sports Network, so he got to call a game in Fenway Park. Won't be the last time he calls a game in a major league ballpark, because my guess. Uh, but that was really cool to see that game, and and Tech got the sweep. Uh, you know, they're they're playing really well. Yeah, I think that was actually their first ACC sweep of the year. You know, they they've won like five straight ACC series, but it's their first sweep of the year. Comes against Boston College. Uh, that would have been really awesome to go to playing in Fenway Park. I can't imagine you know the the way the players feel when they take the field for that game, Evan. Being able to broadcast that game must have been an amazing feeling. We should have should have reached out to him, gotten him on the podcast today. But uh, I'm sure he had a great time up there in Boston. You know, Fenway Park is I've never been there. It's still on my bucket list of ballparks to go to. But it's one that every baseball fan can respect and admire. So that must have been an awesome experience. And shout out to Virginia Tech baseball getting the sweep. Virginia Tech softball got a big ACC sweep this weekend also. So both teams are on a roll. And as we get closer to the postseason, they're going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see what those teams can do when the postseason rolls around, how they can do in the ACC tournament and then where they end up in the national tournament once it's time for that. They're projected to be a 15 seed as of right now. So that's hosting a regional. So that, you know, Tech could softball will probably host a super regional if they make it that far, uh, given how good they've been this year. Um, but you could have a regional and a, two regionals going on at the same time in Blacksburg which would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Um, real quick, the first, or the next top 25 rankings from D1 Baseball came out this morning, and Virginia Tech moved up one spot to number seven after their sweep of Boston College. So they are currently the second highest ranked ACC team behind Miami at number three. They are above UVA, who comes in at number 11, and I believe, they have a series coming up against UVA sometime soon. It might be this coming weekend in Charlottesville. And Virginia Tech is two games back of Miami in the Coastal Division, which would be, uh, I mean, they should make the ACC tournament, but getting that one seed in the division would be pretty pretty big. Yeah, it would. It would be huge if they were able to do that. Um, so, yeah, this coming weekend, starting on Friday in Charlottesville, series against number 11 UVA. So that'll definitely be something to watch for this weekend. Getting back to Major League Baseball, Trey, we got a couple of things that we got to talk about from this past week. Really, from this past weekend is uh, when pretty much all the news of the week happened. Um, one of those things, and you know, you said this before we before we hit record and started getting the podcast going, that this isn't really anything new, but it's happening again. Um, we got Angel Hernandez being a bad umpire, and we got the Yankees fan base not really treating opposing players too nicely. Let's start yeah. with the Yankees. Um, I don't want to single out the Yankees fan base too much because every fan base has, you know, their bad parts, their bad fans that are, you know, going to 
throw trash on the field, going to treat players badly. But this is not a good look for the Yankees to be doing or for their fans to be doing this this weekend. So Miles Straw, the Cleveland Guardians outfielder, he did climb up on the wall and was talking trash to fans, but he was talking trash. He wasn't throwing it. After the Yankees win the game on a walk-off single, the Yankees fans start throwing trash on the field at the Cleveland outfielders. Not a good look for their fans. Yeah, I... It sucks. I mean, probably a, a lot of drinking went involved into this and and things. It's just... It's dumb. I mean, I don't think a player should climb a fence and start yelling at a fan base and you know he he definitely egged them on but the fans were i would say way more in the wrong here so it's just it it sucks to see yeah i mean he he did initiate it but he's also i don't i don't know he was talking he wasn't actually throwing anything he wasn't doing anything harmful to them and there's a lot more of them than there is you know one of him so it's not really fair for them to all to gang up on him and start throwing things. And I, like I said, I don't want to single them out too much because every fan base has people that would do this. You know, I think Phillies fans would act in this way. Braves fans have thrown things onto the field before, not at a particular player, but in protest of a bad call. So every fan base has people that will act like this, but it's never a good look when you see it happen. And it makes that fan base and that team look bad when it happens at their home stadium. So I, I, I don't think that Miles Straw should have been, you know, climbing on the fence and yelling at Yankees fans, but they definitely should not have responded by throwing things at him. Not a good way to act when you're out in public at a, at a major league baseball game or really, I mean, anywhere. Uh, the other thing that I mentioned, Angel Hernandez being a terrible umpire once again. This was last he, night, Sunday night baseball, the Brewers it was and bad. the Phillies. The one video that I saw was a called strike three against Kyle Schwarber. And to be honest, this call was not terrible. It was a little bit outside of the zone, but not a terrible call. But Kyle Schwarber is upset that he gets called out on strikes. He turns around, throws his helmet and his bat down on the ground. That's, you know, typical reaction when you're upset. But Angel Hernandez is so quick to throw him out. As soon as Schwarber turns around, throws that bat down, Angel Hernandez throws him out of the game. That's what I don't like. Like, why do you have to react that quickly to throw a player out of the game just because they're upset with your strike call? It, it's just like, I, I don't know. He's a terrible umpire. He knows. Everyone knows that he's bad. And when a, as soon as a player reacts poorly to one of his bad calls, his feelings get so hurt that he has to throw them out of the game. And that's not right. Like he Schwarber did not deserve to be thrown out of the game for what he did. Yeah. I just watched again, the uh, shots were Schwarber for the reaction, like literally just displaying the strike zone. Um, but yeah, it, it, this guy's it's consistent. Like, you know, it, it's shout to Joe West. I guess he, he, he's not as bad, but I mean, Speaking, you know, speaking of umpires and, and making blown calls, um, and I, I mentioned uh, it, it's uh, it's just it's kind of crazy. But I did send you this earlier this week, and and speaking about it, uh, a Monmouth University law class has submitted an 82-page document to Rob Manford explaining why 
Armando Gallagher's outing should be switched to a perfect game. You know, obviously the game where Joe West blew the biggest call in that guy's career. It was uh, Jim Joyce. Was the Jim Joyce, there. that was it. Yeah, 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 Jim Joyce, my bad. See, this is why we're a good team. Um, it, Jim Joyce, and, you know, guys still want to, like, I, I remember the next day, like, Jim Joyce is at home plate. They, they bring the guy out to deliver it, and, you know, it, it's one of the biggest blown calls ever to end a perfect game. Um, it, yeah, that that's – I guess it's just part of the sport. I mean, I get – Angel Hernandez is always going to be Angel Hernandez, and you're going to get moments like this, and it, it, it's entertaining, and that's that's the basic of it. The thing I just really don't like is just how quick he was to throw Schwarber out of the game. Oh, I agree. Like he, if you're gonna, too if quick you're gonna have bad calls, you gotta be, you know, you gotta have thick skin and know that players are not gonna be happy with your bad calls. It's just, it's just umpires thinking that everything is about them, and they get offended when a player reacts poorly to one of their calls, and so it's their like reaction is Ted Valentine out. in college basketball, TV Teddy, yeah. <laughs> like an official shouldn't have that nickname. Like, it, it's just, you know. Angel Hernandez is Angel Hernandez and will always be Angel Hernandez. So it's just, it's just, uh, is what it is. Nothing's new, as I said before the show. With nothing's our, new. Yes. Yankees fans are acting poorly towards opposing players, and Angel Hernandez is still a bad umpire. Nothing has changed here in 2022. Back to that Armando Galarraga perfect game. I don't know that they should go back and change it now because that kind of opens up a whole. Oh, they know, they can't. I mean, yeah, like it's like if you if you change it now, where do you stop? Where do you draw the line on changing outcomes of games? And everyone knows that it was a perfect game. You know, even if it's not reflected in the record books that way, everyone knows that it was a perfect game. You watch the game, you see that he got. 27 outs he retired 27 straight batters just one blown call to ruin the perfect game but everyone knows he had a perfect game like perfect game it it worked out for him i think he i honestly if he i know it's a perfect game but his game is so unique it's remembered more you know exactly yeah that's a good point too and he still got like prizes for throwing a perfect game. Like I remember they gave him a car, like someone gave him a car the next day. Like, <laughs> like he's still like, so he did everything, but officially get the perfect game, you know? And I, it, I remember watching sports center and they cut to it and that play happens. And it takes you like five minutes to be like, did that really just happen? <laughs> and, yeah. and that guy handling something with class, if that happened, like, that you know, is that the moment replay decided to come into the like? What if you know that that's a big what if if replay was there? He yeah, it's a perfect game. So it's crazy to look back and and remember those moments. Yeah, it is. I mean that that is definitely one game that is going to stand out forever. And I think you're right that you know it is probably more memorable to a lot of people than if it had been just a regular perfect game. Got some breaking news for you. Um, oh, you know, we'll breaking see, news! Sort of breaking news. We'll, uh, we'll, um, we're gonna see more of these. We've seen some of these already, but the Yankees have uh, agreed to a deal with 
uh, partnership with FanDuel that's going to include VIP hospitality accommodations at Yankee Stadium. So maybe a sports book within Yankee Stadium through FanDuel. So uh, quite interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I know we we'll are see that more see, and more. Yeah. So we are going to see more of those, but interesting that I, I don't know how that's going to go over, you know, for so long betting and baseball, it was like they didn't go together and now sports gambling is legal. And so baseball is like, yeah, bring it on in. Let's, let's bring it into the stadium. I think the nationals have a deal to have a, a sports book in nationals park. So it's definitely interesting how that's uh, how that's all going. All right, let's look at the week ahead, what we've got coming up this week around Major League Baseball. Starting tonight, we've got a uh, pretty good series going on between the San Francisco Giants and the Milwaukee Brewers. That one's starting in Milwaukee tonight. Giants and Brewers both off to a pretty good start. The Giants are 11-5 and right now. They're in second place in the NL West, and the Brewers sitting at 10-6. and They are second place in the NL Central, so pretty good series to keep an eye on there. We got the Red Sox and the Blue Jays also starting a series tonight in Toronto. And coming up this weekend, got a great weekend of baseball coming our way. The Astros and the Blue Jays will be playing in Toronto. The Cubs and Brewers, a big NL Central matchup there. And the Angels and the White Sox, two teams that not off to the best start, but teams that should be fun to watch in the American League because the Angels, as we talked about so many times, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are two of the best players in baseball, if not the two best players in baseball. And so they really just need to put the rest of the team together and see if they can compete. And then the White Sox, they have so much young talent, so much talent overall on that roster. They're a really fun team to watch, a team that I've been rooting for the for the past three years. So Angels and White Sox should be a good series this weekend. White Sox have struggled. They've lost seven straight, so they, they need to bounce back. Uh, speaking of that, uniforms have dropped. I don't know if you've seen them, but I'm going to do my bet. Well, oh, I got, let me turn the – wait a minute. This is – I have uh, the blur filter. You have filters. your blur filter on Zoom, so, so I can't see what so you're trying to show me. None. Now we're back. The Royals have dropped their City Connect jerseys. Oh. As I bring it to the camera on our Zoom. They look dope. I like the colors. Um. So uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool design. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't really know how, you know, what the story is, how that's, you know, related to, to Kansas City. But I like the design of the uniforms. I like the colors. Um, not straying too far. They had from a good color, color base. They had a good color base to work with. Any light blue jersey is always fire. Some teams, they, they just stray too far from their typical color scheme when they release these jerseys, and that's what I don't mm-hmm. like. But I like this. You know, they, they have the uh, dark blue, but they're keeping the light blue on it as well. So, yeah, I like the uniforms overall. I'd be interested to see what the, what the relation is to Kansas City, how, it, you know, how it's meaningful to that area. Um, but, yeah, I like those. Those look pretty good. Well, that's, so that's when is the next team to I, unveil their city connectors? I don't know. I would have to look it up. So, but I think out of the three so far, I think the I think the Royals is my favorite. We'll ring them probably at the end when they all come out. It looks like the Rockies will be the next team to unveil theirs. So that'll be exciting. 
Ooh. It, think they stick with purple and black or they add something else in there? Maybe they do Broncos colors. I don't know. We'll see. Could be fun. Good. Got a lot to work with with Rockies. That is true. That is true. All right. You got anything else? Any any nuggets? Any news or notes? I'm all news and notes out. That's it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, you can connect with us. Give us your thoughts on the season so far. What's your favorite City Connect jersey? Why is Angel Hernandez the worst at his job? Uh, you can connect with us at Foul Ball Area Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mackins in the News, at VT. As always, leave us a five-star review wherever you get the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.